You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mike with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you, we bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. Uh, we uh, shoot straight, we, we don't BS anyone, and uh, here we go. And it's another FinFans Podcast. Today I'm here with Louis Argoni. Hey, Dolph fans. Hope everybody's doing well. Happy anniversary, Louis. Thank you very much. Podcast on an anniversary. That's dedication. The wife is not overly thrilled with this, but uh, <laughs> we're doing it early. We're getting it, you know, we're getting through this thing early, and um, I've got the rest of the day to make her happy. So there you have it. There you have it. So that's right. Dedication, like you said, Mike. Dedication. Yep. You know? We thought we'd talk about uh, some favorite dolphin memories. We we uh, read a kind of a poll in a Facebook group, and we just wanted to get a feel for what people's favorite moments were. And there's such a wide range of them, depending on you know when the people were born. It's kind of interesting. What's your favorite moment, Lewis? <laughs> that's tough. Yes, it is. Wow. So we've now, been we, we go way back, right? We go way back. So we've we've seen the Super Bowls and, and we've seen the team since the early seventies on. Right, right. And uh, you know, there there were great, great moments early. There were great moments in the eighties, there were great moments in the nineties, and, and then things kind of started to fall off after the Lamar Smith playoff game. Yeah. But people are still finding favorite memories after that, and I find that interesting. Yeah, I mean, every team has got to bring something to the table on occasion, right? You'd hope. You know, everybody steps steps in shit at one point or another, right? Yeah. The um, here's, here's the thing. I mean, you know, you've got – we've been exist, in existence now, what, 55 years, right? Yeah. 66. Yeah. I mean, you know, the early years, I don't have any memories of those. I was too young, but uh, starting in the early 70s, got a lot of great memories, as you mentioned. Um, but to narrow it down to one specifically, woof, I mean, that is tough. I mean, uh, I mean, the, the play that comes to mind for me is the um, interception, A.J. Dewey interception um, against the Jets. In the championship game. In the championship game. A um, couple of reasons. That's probably my all-time favorite. Number one, we were there, right? Yeah. We were there with about a dozen people. Yeah. Uh, it was pouring rain. We had ponchos over uh -huh. our heads the whole game. It was it was horrible. <laughs> you talk about dedication, right? You know, there we are. We didn't give a crap. We're playing the Jets, okay? I mean, think about all these factors, right? It's the championship game to go to the Super Bowl. We're playing the stinking Jets, our arch rivals. Right. And I mean, they were real arch rivals in those early 80s with Gastineau and Klecko and and Kenny O'Brien, uh, not Kenny O'Brien, it was Richard Todd, I Richard should say. Todd, Richard yes. Todd and Wesley Walker, Freeman McNeil. They were an extremely talented team on both sides of the football. And they I mean, were favored. Most of the most of the experts said they were going to win. Right. I mean, the defenses were very comparable, right? Um, where, where they had uh, basically an edge on us was on the offensive side. They had right. their they speed, had, speed they had, receivers. They had some, and they had Freeman McNeil at running back, who yep. was just an outstanding running back. But with all that being said, you know, we had the home field advantage. 
Um, we had Shula, of course. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have anybody comparable to a coach like Coach Shula. Um, but anyway, getting back to it, you know, so you're playing the Jets. It's Who in was the rain. Coach was it Walt Michaels? Um, it was, or Joe Walton? I don't remember which one it was. It was one of those two. But uh, I think it was Walt Michaels, Mike. I think so. Um, with all that being said, um, the game was so tight. And A.J. Dewey just had one of the best days a linebacker, a linebacker could ever have. I mean, three interceptions. He had two picks early. But the interception that he returned for a touchdown, which was the difference in the game, basically. I mean, it sealed, it sealed the game up. That, to me, was probably – my favorite play in the history because of the importance of the play uh-huh. and and the fact that we were there, we watched it live. Um, it was just phenomenal in the rain. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. If you're, if you're a fan of football and you're in the snow up in New England or in the rain down here in, in those type of situations and the crowd's going nuts and it's a game where you're, you know, you're playing to go to the Super Bowl, Oh my God! I mean, all of those factors. That that's my favorite play ever. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I you're playing your arch top. rival to go to the Super Bowl, you know, and that that of course had all that drama to go with it. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, it was it was you know for me it was a top five you know all time games. It was a top five. It was such a simpler time too, Mike. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, football was simple. It wasn't all this. Hoopla. I mean, that was a championship game. And, you know, the buildup to it isn't anything like it is nowadays where, you know, the analysts come on for two weeks and, they, you know, it's 24-7. It wasn't anything like that. So when you got to the games back then, it was like... I mean, it was it, it was there. It was live. It, you know, you, you were you were witnessing it. It was just totally different you were, than you what were it ja- is now. You were jacked up, yeah. Absolutely. The Orange Bowl, just incredible. But go ahead. I'm sorry. That's a whole other experience. And any game in the Orange Bowl that had significance was a great time. Yes. It's really as simple as that because Absolutely. that stadium had a personality of its own. Mm-hmm. And, and they have not replicated that, and they never will. Uh, you know, so anyway, you know, if you, if you go back to the beginning, I think most people are going to say, you know, the Super Bowls, the, especially the, uh, Super Bowl seven, the undefeated season is, uh, something that's very, very special. Right. And season. Are we talking about specific well, moments? Your favorite or moment season? is when they won that Super Bowl. Oh, you know? okay. I got so, you. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. so that, right. that, you know, culminated that season and obviously, you know, being undefeated was uh, special. Now, I don't yep. think we, we realized just how special it was at the time. Right. But uh, it's become more special every year because seem, teams just can't seem to do it. Well, I mean, it's coming up on what? 50 years? Yeah. I mean. And it hadn't happened in 40 years before that. <laughs> I mean, it's that's insane. Yep. It's absolutely insane. Nobody's yeah. ever done that before in any sport. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And with them extending the season now to 17 games, it becomes harder to do. Yep. Which is what we like. Yep. We want it to be harder. We want it to never be duplicated. Ever. (laughs) We want to be the only team ever, ever to do it. Ever. Well, as long as they're alive, that's that's my wish. You know, I I want them all to go to their grave and and hold, hold that memory, you know, with them. Yes. Yep. After that, then I really don't care. 
Well, we want we want to do the same, don't we, Mike? Well, yeah, you'd like to, <laughs> but that, if I had a choice, but you know, uh, yeah, well, I plan on living till I'm about ninety five. Ninety five, so huh? I've got a ways to go. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm not putting a number on it. Uh, go so. Ahead. Some of the others, I mean, uh, Melissa Story writes that uh, the safety against Cincinnati was her favorite memory. You know, the one where Wake uh, closed the game out in overtime. Yeah, that was that was a fun game. I think my son was there. That would probably be one of his top games because he went down there and uh, he actually watched it. So yeah, I know that would be up on his list for sure. Yeah, and Wake was a great player and fun to watch. And you know, anytime your one of your stars closes a game out like that, it is exciting. Yeah, that was that was an interesting game because I think Grimes picked the ball off and and brought it all the way back too, didn't he? I mean, I our, think so. <laughs> our offense was yeah. not doing an awful lot. Our defense made some big plays in that game. I'm pretty sure Grimes had a pick six in that game as well. Yeah. Yeah, a lot a of one. people now. A lot of people chose the uh, bear game. Oh yeah, in '85. Yep, and, and you know you don't have to really discuss that. I mean that was that uh, sealed the you know perfect perfect season. Uh, you know saved it from maybe being broken by the Bears. It would have been Mike. Yeah. It would have been tied at least. I yep. mean they they wouldn't have. I mean they would have tied us. You know, and they would have been another undefeated team. Nobody was beating that team that year. Um, you know, we just, you know, the gods were looking looking down upon us in a favorable way that night. I can tell you that much because everything went our way. We were at that game as well. We were. Oh my goodness! I mean, you talk about <laughs> you talk about intensity and just the crowd. Be I mean that's that's up there, Mike. That's probably right behind the Dewey game. You know yep. the uh, the championship game. Yep. Um, it, and in importance as well. You know, I mean it. It wasn't so much an important thing in regard to where we were going to land in the playoffs, or you know, well, it was at the time getting into the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. I mean, we were get we were going to the playoffs one way or another. I thought that year we were pretty good, right? We only lost about what, four or five games? I mean, yeah. we actually went to the championship game that year, too, and, you know, we yeah, could have faced the, Patri- the Bears Patriots, again. Yeah, kind of just destroyed our afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was a talk about rain and, you know, dealing with so much. I mean, God, we put the ball on the ground like five times in that game. But, the, yeah, in regard to significance, absolutely. I mean, as far as, you know, saving, saving us as being the only team – ever to go undefeated, uh, that, that was phenomenal. I mean, that was, that was a major, major important game. And had we not beaten them, they were going undefeated. I mean, they just were walking over people. Yep. I mean, they were dominant through the playoffs yep. and in the Super Bowl against New England. We just matched oh. up perfectly against them because they really couldn't cover that more. Well, they, you know, they, they were going to have a hard time one way or another. And I mean, you know, we've talked about this, on numerous occasions in regard to Buddy Ryan and his hardheadedness. Yep. Uh, the fact that he would not he would not have changed his defense. He just wouldn't have done it. He would have went after Marino and I don't know what the results would have been in the Super Bowl, but I would assume that, you know, Shula would have made some adjustments as well, or he would have made even more adjustments to what they were trying to do. And they may have had a very hard time stopping us because our offensive line was up to the task. We had a great offensive line. 
Marino with the qu- quick release and our receivers, as you mentioned, that more in the slot and whoever else that we were throwing up against them, Duper and Clayton on the outside, their secondary was their weakness to some extent. Yep. And yep. it would have been a great matchup. And unfortunately, uh, New England beat us and they went into the Super Bowl and th- it was one of the worst Super Bowls ever. So it kind of sucks that, you know, it, 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 the gods were not smiling upon us on that night. Right. Um, but... Um, with all that being said, yeah, that that game was incredibly important in, in Dolphin history, without a doubt. And it was such a fun game. It really it was. was. It, it was, was great. It was great. I mean, Clayton Clayton played really well, and, and just the, the whole atmosphere that night was special. Marino was just – I mean, you know, it, it's funny because there was still bridges, right, to, to those teams. I mean, Nat Moore was there. Cooch was there. Right. Right. They still had guys that were part of those 70s teams, and they understood the importance of that game and, and what it meant to guys like Zonka and Kick and all those guys. Who were, were standing on the sidelines. Who were on the sideline just watching the game. And, you know, you'd, I mean, if, <laughs> if, you're, if you're on the sideline and you're looking over at Zonka and Kick and these guys that were part of that 72 team, I mean, you're you're just going to have all the motivation in the world to go out there and do everything and not you embarrass possibly them, can. Right, exactly. Right. And boy, did they ever! Yeah. Um, you know that offense. Marino understood the importance of it, and and he went out there and and the champion that he was, he went out there and he just just killed them. He just killed them, and yeah. that that's why we love Danny Boy, and that's why we always will. One of the one of the reasons. Somebody said here the uh, second you know Super Bowl went against the Vikings when Zonka went off and Kuchenberg playing with the broken arm. Mm-hmm. Somebody else said the back to back, of course, referring to the Super Bowl. Somebody said it's got to be the Miami miracle. It's been a sad twenty five years. Somebody but, said the fake spike play by Marino. The fake spike play that was, I mean, you know, talk about a moment that was phenomenal because again we're up in New York. Yeah. They've got a big lead, and, <laughs> and Marino sends, what, 70,000 people home miserable. <laughs> uh-huh. You got to love it. You got to absolutely love it. I mean, I, I watched that game on TV, and I just shook my head. And, you know, you, we talk about Marino over and over again, right? And um, you could throw in the uh, the game where he came back from the Achilles injury against New England, another hated art, you know, rival, you know, division rival. Uh, he was phenomenal that game in '94. I mean, you know, Marino. <laughs> there, there were just so many games that you forget about. I mean, these are the games that come to mind, but there was so many in between where he made just these phenomenal plays over and over again, and um, I think that. These are all the reasons why I think that he's the best quarterback that ever played the game. I really do. I mean, he was unfortunate unfortunate in the fact that he didn't have the greatest teams around him. But as far as quarterbacking is concerned, I mean, my goodness. I mean, I don't know if there was anybody better at it. There's guys that are comparable, but um, I still think Marino's at the top. The way he threw the ball downfield, the way he always threatened secondaries, I also think he was the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That fourth and five play to, to Fryer down the sideline, you know, for a touchdown. Who does that? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. don't see that. You just don't see that. And uh, 
he has such confidence and the ability to match it. I, I just I have not seen anybody with the guts that he had and uh, the ability to to turn a game around the way he could. Yeah, I just mean, incredible. It, he was he was an incredible. I mean, the moments that you know the, the thrills and all the excitement that he gave us for years, um, over and over again. You you never ever going into a football game thought that we would not have an opportunity to win a game, period. You knew no matter who we were playing, it did not matter, that we were going to have a shot at winning as long as he was quarterbacking right. the football team. It may not and, be a great shot, but we'd have a shot. Exactly. And I can't think of many quarterbacks that bring that to the table. I mean, Brady, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, Favre. You know, those guys are up there. There's no question about it. But Well, you've got to throw Mahomes in there, too, the way Mahomes, he's been playing yes. so far. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's brought them back in, in, in a lot of football games. But you know, Mahomes got a lot of talent around them as well. He's got a great coach. They've got a system. It's a different game nowadays than it what is. it was when it Marino is. was playing. And that, that matters because they beat the crap out of Marino. And uh, these quarterbacks are not getting the same. I mean, they get hit, sure, but not, not to the degree that uh, the guys back then did. Not at all. Not not at all. Um, you know, it's different times, uh, different rules. You know, it, it's a whole different football game. And um, – you know, I always compare quarterbacks as to where the separation is in regard to where they were in regard to their peers. Their peers and and exactly. Marino, some of those seasons, was just head and heels above everybody else. Uh, Mahomes has been that type of quarterback to an extent. Um, there are guys that have had uh, seasons close to that, uh, to what he's done in regard to production. Um I mean, I'm not taking anything away from anybody, but um, you put Marino on a football field in this day and age, and I'd love to see what type of numbers he would put out. Well, they speculate that all the time, and usually they're they're talking 6,000 yards, you know. Yep. Uh, but who knows? You know, th things are different. And, and look, that's not taking anything away from the guys who are playing today because they have to compete just like Marino had to compete. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, Mahomes is great. Uh, Rogers is great. Brady's great. That's just the way it is uh, mm -hmm. under these rules. But, you know, it's hard to compare era to era. So I, I try to stay out of that. And when I do get into it, I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said you compare the player against their peers. And if you do that, you can kind of figure out who was better. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, uh, you know, rather than who was better, you know, uh, Marino or Brady, I don't think you can I don't think you can ever answer that. I think you have to compare how they were, you know, against their peers. Absolutely. I mean, you can throw numbers at out, you know, and you can bring in all kinds of different situations, you know, and um, and different statistics to back up an argument for probably 20 different quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, but the point of the matter is, is as you watch these guys, you know, with, with your own eyes and you see what they do compared to what the guy that you're comparing them up against has done, 
and you just see the absolute bullets and the you know the just the tenacity that that Marino brought to the table. A lot of these other guys have done it as well, but uh, Marino just pure passing wise on you know on two bad knees, mind you, you know through his whole career just was just incredible. Yep. So who else, what do we got? What else we got? Um, what else well, you got on the a, table? There? A lot of different ones. I mean, uh, I'm looking here. Give me a second. Well, um, how about the Gayro field goal against the Chiefs? I mean, that base that playoff win. That's I mean, up that, there. That has to be up there because that was the beginning of us actually of the dynasty. Right? The dynasty. That was the turnaround game. We beat Super Bowl champion Chiefs on their home field. A very young team um, that Shula had put together in a very short time, they became basically the best team in the AFC. I mean, and, that and that the, was the it. Next bottom week, line. they they beat the Colts twenty-one to nothing, who were uh, the defending champs. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So, with all that being said, um, you know that has to be up there. That that Christmas Day field goal. I mean, I'm sure the fans that are a little bit older than us. Um, look at that as maybe sure. their favorite moment of all time because it just, you know, it wasn't expected by no means. It was not expected. And um, they went in there and that was the beginning of the dynasty, as you mentioned. Well, that was, that was really the first game that I watched beginning to end. So that's really the day that I became a fan. Nice. And, uh, you know, I don't, I didn't understand how all the, uh, you know, leading up to it, I didn't realize that, you know, that Shula had just come the year before because I had just started watching the game. Mm-hmm. But as, as you know, my my uh, knowledge went up watching the team, I, I, I came to appreciate it more and more. Mm-hmm. Yep. The job Shula did when he got here was incredible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the team he put together and, and I mean, so many Hall of Fame players. The job that Joe Thomas did was incredible. Yeah. Uh, just ama- and put the team together so fast. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was overnight, really. Yep, it yep. really was. And uh, somebody else mentioned the Cowboys and the Leon Lett game. <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah. I watched that game. I was at work watching it, slacking, had uh-huh. to watch it, and uh, just <laughs> just couldn't believe it. They played so well that day. Marino was hurt. Uh, Deberg. Steve DeBerg was quarterbacking for yeah. us, and we just hung around. We hung yeah, around. I, I remember Byers doing snow angels in the end zone. Yeah, he had a long, longest touchdown, longest touchdown run of his career. Uh-huh. I think it went for like sixty something yards, and um, you know that was most of the offense that day. But uh, yeah, that that was a, that was a great game. It, that was a fun, fun game. It really was. It was. It was fun. Somebody, uh, Michael Tennant said the season opener in 82 uh, against the Jets where Tommy Vicarito returned a punt for a touchdown and David Woodley caught a touchdown pass in that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that game. That's how we did things back then, Mike. We were winning on defense and yep. and all kinds of, you know, Shenanigans. David, David uh-huh. Woodley runs and, uh-huh. you know, forward laterals and and punt returns and so on and so forth. Yeah, that that was that was an interesting, interesting team. That's why Marino was drafted, because uh, our offense was slacking, you know. So yep. uh, let's hope that we have a repeat of that. Right. Yeah. You know, with all this offensive um, 
offensive draft picks and free agent signing of the receiver. Let's hope that we, we're trying to duplicate that going forward here. Um, what else? The last Miami playoff win, which was Lamar Smith's game. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal game. My goodness. 200 yards rushing. Yeah. And against Peyton Manning, a young Peyton Manning. Yep. That that was a big, big game. Absolutely. God, that was our last playoff win. That's, that's That was that's 2000, hard. Lewis. I know. 20. Don't remind me. 20 years. We talk about 20 years uh-huh. all the time. I mean, 20 years of our lives. And we haven't had a playoff win. I mean, and it's, oh, it's next year. We're building for, I don't want to hear that shit no more. I mean, I'm done with it. I mean, right now it's time to win football games. It's time to get into the playoffs. It's time to win playoff games. I mean, I don't give a shit what they have to do to get it done. I mean, that's it. You know, just get it done. Shit, bring Aaron Rodgers here. I don't care. You bring Aaron, (laughs) you put Aaron Rodgers on this team right now. And I'll bet you damn well we win at least one playoff game, if not two. <laughs> yeah, you would hope so, right? I, absolutely. I mean, with the offensive receivers we have right now, oh, my God. He steps into a good situation with a solid defense. Oh, yeah. We're, you know, we, we automatically, automatically become one of the top teams in the AFC with him at quarterback. Um, but, you know, that's far-fetched, and it's a dream, but – you know, I, I, I'm Mike. I'm at the point right now where I don't have the patience anymore <laughs> for any of it. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I, I want to win now. Period. You know, I, we got a team. Let's go. Let's go get it. You know, I mean, don't mortgage the you know the next ten years over it. But damn it, if you can go out and get them, you know, then then damn it, do it. But anyway, uh, twenty years that this that's what twenty years will do to you. Yeah. It'll put you in this. In frame a bad of mind. mood, uh-huh. Right. I mean, some of these younger Dolphin fans just don't understand what we've been through, you know? Well, and, how could they? And I, I, I want people to understand, you know, my impatience with, with the team in general for that reason, Mike. And, you know, I know you're a little bit more passive to an extent. I'm not impatient when it comes – I mean, I am impatient when it comes to bad quarterback play because you're not going to win with bad quarterback play, so – it gets on my nerves. So right. that aside, I, I try and understand that there is a process. Yes, absolutely. But this process has been going on for 20 years. This process has got to change here and now. Let's do it. All right. What do we got? We got Somebody else mentions <laughs> the hook and ladder, which, which is one of my favorite moments all time. Um, just being in that stadium that day was absolutely phenomenally amazing. Oh, God. You were there. I wasn't. I don't know why I didn't go to that game. It had to be uh, for financial reasons. Who knows? I probably didn't have the money that week. I mean, we were you, you had to work or whatever the case was. But well, I it, watched the game at home. Okay. Um, so I'm not quite sure as to why I was not at that game. But you were there. So go ahead. It was just – it was crazy. It was the most – intense crowd that I've ever witnessed. The mm-hmm. Bears Monday night game was real close, but the swings of emotion during that game, uh, you know, being down 24 to nothing and then Strzok coming in and just changing the whole momentum of that game. Yep. And uh, he was playing as good as Dan Marino ever played. He was phenomenal that game. And, uh, you know, just the crowd was – you could just feel the orange bowl just coming to life. And it, it 
when that hook and lateral play happened, uh, there was six seconds left in the second quarter, and uh, we were down, I think it was, what? Uh, 10? Yeah, 20, 24, 10, 10, 10, I think. I think it was 24-10 at the time, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking 24-10, right. That made it 24-17. That's right. Or 24-21. I don't know. No, it was 24-10 because that made it 24-17, and we knew we were getting the ball back at the start of the third quarter. Right. Uh, And and that's that's what juiced the crowd. Mm -hmm. And uh, that crowd literally cheered the entire halftime. And I I think I've said this before, but I've never heard that before since. I've never seen a crowd cheer through an entire halftime like that. It was incredible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, watching it on TV, I had, I mean, just thinking about it, I've got chills right now because I remember watching that game and being so disappointed because we had a really, really solid football team. And we really felt that we had a good chance of going to the Super Bowl that year. Our defense yeah, was yeah. one of the best. Uh, they, they were just so much fun to watch. Our offense was not horrible, but it wasn't good. I mean, it, we, uh, we, it, was, it was leaning towards horrible because Woodley was Woodley was quarterbacking, yeah. but we had a nice running game. Andre Franklin was very solid. We had yeah, some Tony good, Nathan. Tony Nathan was outstanding. Um but that play, absolutely. I mean, when they, I, I was watching it. I couldn't believe it, and I was like, "I'm looking for flags, looking for please, no flags, no flags," and that's it. You go into the half, and just, I mean, you talk about being jacked up. And um, it's funny because I'll see Tony Nathan tomorrow. I'm going to talk to him a little bit about that. I just, you know, I just want to uh, pick his brain a little bit about the play call and so on and so forth, and how it all unfolded. Um, um, and I'll bring that to the table um, next week or the week thereafter, whatever, when we do the podcast, let you know what he had to say about that play in general. But that whole second half, Mike, you know, went back and forth. I mean, they were ahead. We were ahead. They were ahead. We had a chance to win. They had a oh, chance to win. We had, we had two field goals that weren't accurate. And, uh, and a fumble. Know, man, by and a fumble, right. By under Frank Very late. Sure. Yep. With like a couple minutes left. That, yeah, that we had our chances, you know. We had our chances. But uh, it wasn't meant to be. But for those who have never been in the Orange Bowl, uh, I just want to try and paint you a picture, okay? When that crowd was jacked the way that crowd was jacked, you literally could not talk to the person next to you. It was impossible. They couldn't hear you. Yep. You could scream at the top of your lungs. They would not hear you. That's how loud that stadium got. Mm-hmm. And not only did it get loud, but it reverberated. Yes. And you could feel it. And uh, that's why it had such an effect on those other teams, because it literally got into their bones. Well, the fact that they were the, – the, the stands were built so close to the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, there I, – Mike, I don't – I mean, I'll tell you what. I don't think it was more than 20 yards. No, it from wasn't. From the field to the stands. I mean, it, you were In some right areas, there. it was closer to 10 yards, Lewis. It was crazy. You were right on the field. When I tell you if you sat too low in that stadium – you could not see the game because the players, the players uh-huh. on the sidelines were blocking your view. You had to get up at least 10, 10 rows yep. or you were going to have views that were blocked by the players. and Or the, the no- TV cameras. The, right. The noise was just 
incredible, as you mentioned. And we had an open end, mind you. It wasn't completely enclosed. It wasn't a completely enclosed stadium. So you had an open end. And we, whenever we went to games, Mike, I remember us saying, oh, no, 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 we can't be anywhere near the open end. No, we right. want to be near the closed right. end. We because, always sat at the closed end. Always at the closed end because – uh, the noise just got you so jacked up. It, there was nothing like it. I mean, there's just nothing like it. I mean, no, you just, if, if you watch, chills. if you watch those games on the replays, you know, if you watch the 30 second clock, which they go to, you can see it shaking. You can see it vibrating. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that was the crowd noise. It was crazy. I mean, it was it, it was just the whole experience. I mean, you know, going down to Miami and uh, at that time, yeah, pissing you, in the sink. You had <laughs> you got to explain that. So so down at the Orange Bowl, the the bathrooms were very limited, and um, oh my god, at halftime you might as well forget it. I mean, there was a line that was a mile long. Um, so you always had to try and get down to the bathroom before the halftime ended, or and after drinking four or five beers in the first half. You know, obviously, you got to start going to the bathroom. So well, you're not waiting. <laughs> right. And and once you got into the bathroom, there was only like maybe four urinals. I mean, they, the bathrooms were just not – the stadium itself was just ridiculous. There weren't enough urinals or toilets uh, for, for everybody that was in that stadium. So what people would do is, is they'd just pick a sink and uh, they'd go at it right there in a the couple of sinks – you know, just to speed up the process. And it, it was just craziness. I mean, you'd never see anything like that again. If you, you know, if you ever tried to pull any stunt like that nowadays, you'd wind up in jail, you know, in the, in the Broward jail there. So, um, you know, we got away with, with all kinds of craziness back there and just throwing hot dogs and, and complete sodas at, at jet fans and stuff like that. And then they'd get escorted out. <laughs> <laughs> Because the whole crowd would be, he started it. Uh-huh. He started it. The yeah, Jet fan started it. There were you no know, cameras, none of that nonsense. No, you nothing, know? <laughs> nothing. You could get away with murder, and we did. We absolutely did. I mean, you know, it, it'll like you mentioned earlier, uh, it'll never be the same. They'll never be able to duplicate anything like that ever again. It was just no. m- mayhem at its best. And, um, you know, the, 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 the visiting teams – Felt it when they came yep. in. They, yep. you know, you had fans just ripping them, you know, like from ten yards away, you know, yep. just getting in their heads. You know, well, that's just, just it. Screaming. They could hear you. You could yell at them, and they could they could hear oh, you. Everything if it was before the game or after the game, you know, they go by the tunnel and yell shit to them. They were yep. able to hear them. Oh god, they were the that tunnel! Close. Oh my yep. god, the tunnel! You could literally, I mean, go right down to the floor level there. I remember doing it on numerous occasions. The Raider game comes to mind where they mm-hmm. came through the tunnel and we were just screaming at Howie Long and all of those guys as they were coming through. They were literally like literally like no more than a foot away from you. If you got into that corner, you could literally just stand right there as they walked by you. Every single guy on the football team coming out of that tunnel. It was awesome. It was Wild, awesome. The Wildcat game. The Wildcat game, yep, that was, yeah, the game up again, another arch rival, yeah, that's yep. got to be up there, yep, yep. Uh, Ronnie Brown just uh, throwing touchdown passes, and uh, that that was fun. Uh, didn't expect to win that football game, and they went up there, and uh, boy, 
Belichick got out out coached that that day. He had no idea how to stop it. (laughs) I remember Vrabel, (laughs) the um, the linebacker, just looking around and saying, "What the f is going on here?" I mean, we they had no answer. They had no answer. You know, you thought they'd you know they'd make some adjust adjustments at halftime, and when they did. We we brought some monkey wrench, more monkey wrenches, I should say, because we started off throwing a bunch of monkey wrenches at him. Yeah. Second half, we did the same thing. Ronnie started throwing the ball out of formations. And right, stuff. threw for a touchdown. Threw for a touchdown. It, it was that that was a fun game, no doubt about it. Yeah, that was a great game too. And the last one I got is he says, uh, Michael uh, Shoemate says, uh, over the last ten years, I would say every time we beat Brady. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, those those games are always fun. We beat them quite a bit um, in a lot of different ways. You know, the Miracle in Miami was one. and um, Yeah, sure. And that's one that everybody, you know, younger mentions. That's the one. Um, there's a couple others. Um, Disciple, did we talk about Disciple uh, playoff run? That was a big moment. I mean, that was a no, big the play p- in that punt. game. No, we, the we fake didn't. punt. I yeah. mean, that that was a big, big moment in Dolphin history. And the fact that, uh, you know, it turned that game around, you know, in Pittsburgh against, you know, one of the teams that would go on to be one of the best ever. That that was a big, big play and a big win for us. Um, the other one that comes to mind is the um, – the Jason Taylor, his final game against the Jets, we were there for that, and uh, he went out just kicking ass. Um, and again, an arch rival, you know, a, a division rival team. Uh, we kind of ruined their playoff hopes by beating them that day, you know. And to see Jason go out beating the Jets and playing incredibly, yeah, he, was, he was phenomenal that game. Oh my God, it was great. I mean, that was another game that we were there for. Um, yeah. You know, the Trace Armstrong. Sack of Sack, Flutie uh-huh. to to seal that game when it looked like Buffalo was going to pull it out and he knocked him knocked the shit out of him inside the ten yard yeah. line and we fumbled uh, yeah. he fumbled and we recovered and that sealed that game that was that was a nice playoff and a playoff game and a nice yeah. moment as well you got Fiedler's touchdown against the Raiders yes yeah late yeah with yep. like uh, five seconds left something like that yep, yep that was. That was a fun game too. Yeah, the playoff games always come to mind for me. You know, the Trace Armstrong play, uh-huh. as we're sitting here talking, came to mind because, it, you know, the playoffs. It's so much more intense. You know, I mean, there's so much. Everything's on the line. You know, you're going home if you lose. So, you know, all of those games. You know, the the my favorite memory that you know the Dewey game and uh, this Trace Armstrong game. Those games come to mind because no, I, oh yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I'm a hundred percent the same way because they matter. The game right. the plays mean every play means something. Yes. Whereas yes. in a regular season game, it's a regular season game. And and yeah, you'd like to win, but it doesn't have the same intensity to the playoffs. Exactly. The same importance. Right. Yes, absolutely. I mean, beating Brady late in the year um is always great. There's no question about that. But to compare it to plays and games to where they cat the plays catapulted you into a Super Bowl or another week in the playoffs uh, you know the importance there you know to me they they rise to the to the top you know right. in regard to right. the greatest and greatest moments and greatest well we talk about them. our favorite plays almost all of them happened in a playoff game yeah exactly absolutely absolutely I mean my top you know my top plays 
you know, or again, you know, it's got to be the Dewey. It's got to be the Tony Nathan, which was a playoff game, yeah. which unfortunately we lost, but it was there. The Trace Armstrong play at the end of the game was, mm-hmm. was major because, again, we're playing uh, it, all of these games. You're playing the Jets. You're playing Lamar Smith's run in overtime. The Bills. Yeah, you're playing these teams that that are division rivals so i mean there's even that much more intensity involved you know it's not like beating the bengals in the playoffs well we don't have the same intensity that today that we had back then when it comes to rivals we just don't Uh, our team hasn't been good enough for that agreed we got to build that up again and hopefully that's coming you know because of the uh go ahead you know when you've got the bills and the dolphins in the last game of the season the winner makes the playoffs that's when it starts to get intense and then you play them again in the playoffs then it's really intense you know yes and that's sort of what we had going with the jets you know we played them twice and had to play them again and you don't see teams play each other three times unless they do it in the playoffs so yep i mean it was incredibly fun yeah, we went through a period where we, you know, with the Jets for a short time. But then it was Buffalo later right. on um, where we always seemed to wind up playing them in the playoffs again for a third time. Um, I That had to happen at least three times, right? Yeah, and and they, was, they were a slightly better team. Which oh, hurt. yeah. Oh, my God. The, those teams they had were such loaded. Talent. They had such talent oh, on those they teams. They were loaded, Mike. They Listen, Jim Kelly, James Lofton. Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, all four guys are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Now look on our side on offense. Dan Marino. That's where it ends. Dwight Stevenson, maybe. Well, no, Stevenson <laughs> he was, was gone at yeah. that point. Yeah, we had guys like Ulanek and people like that yeah. at center. But that's where it ended. You had yep. Marino, you know, Duper and Clayton were still there, but towards the end. Um, you know, and again, they're not Hall of Fame. They were great players, but they're not Hall of Fame players. That team was loaded. And then you go on the defensive side and you got Bruce Smith, yep. Shane, Shane Conlon, Cornelius Bennett. I mean, on and on and on. You had a ton well, of Daryl Talley. Hopefully Richmond Webb makes it. Yeah. I mean, at some point, Richmond should make it. I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason as to why he won't make the Hall of Fame because he was dominant offensive tackle long enough to to warrant um, I think so a hall of fame induction but with all that being said you know we went through that you know with buffalo um we played them three times a couple couple of years and new england you know we did a few times um after you know i would say mid mid 80s to late 80s you know they beat us in that championship game right. they were a very solid football team and marino had problems against new england um, i thought we were a better team than they were in 85 we just we just played horribly yeah i mean we we gave them that game basically yeah. i mean but you know what they did that to, they were a wild card team that year and they did it to everybody they knocked the raiders out yeah. as well in yeah. oakland i mean they just did you know they had a horseshoe up their ass that year and uh the bears just stomped them you know it showed <laughs> you you know how dominant a team they were and how New England was to me a good team, but nowhere near a Super Bowl team. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, it happens from time to time. Well, Lewis, as we go forward, I I hope we have some favorite memories we can talk about with Tua and these Dolphins. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, hopefully they start this year. I mean, I would love to see you know them make the playoffs and maybe make a little bit of noise, win a game or two or three, and uh, make people proud again. You know, uh, give people something to talk about twenty, thirty years from now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you look at you look at the team as a whole last year, right? And and you look at the the plays that come to mind. A lot of them are on the defensive side, right? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. You know that uh, the Van Ginkle plays. You know that how many touchdowns did our defense score last year? Quite a few. Especially quite a few. there was a string in three or four games there. You know, with the Rams and that that area of the schedule where they were out of their minds. <laughs> yeah, they they were playing, and and X Man just kept picking balls off in in yeah. key situations, or they had strips where the game was about to be sealed, and all of a sudden we get a strip at the you know at the five yard line as the other team's going in, and it gives us life, right? Yeah. So you know when you go back to last season, you know a lot of the highlights were on that defensive side, on the offensive side. Um, you know, there's not a lot that come to mind right now. Well, Fitzpatrick's, you know, getting his head twisted off yes. and, and winning the Raider game. You know, that was probably a moment that that comes to mind, but there weren't many. I mean, yeah, a couple of Gasicki really nice catches yeah, um, but here the, and there, but yeah, but no, that's you know, I mean, yeah. spectacular plays. I'm talking about, and there, there weren't many. Not at all. Not at all. And and to your point, Mike. You know, we need that. We have to have it this year. And, you know, um, we let's hope that that we see a lot of it because, my goodness, uh, when we're, it matters. we're starved for it. We're when starved it matters. for it. See, that's the thing, Lewis, getting the spectacular plays when it matters. Yes, absolutely. Well, listen, there's a lot of talent on that offensive side right now, right? Um, I think so. I do. You know, I, you know, I, I truly believe that – you know, with the God, the wide receiver depth now. I mean, the three guys that are going to be starting for you, and then you throw Preston Williams into the mix as well. I mean, those are four really, really solid football players. And then, you know, any combination of the four tight ends that we have on the football field brings a nice dimension to the offense as well. So, I mean, listen, they, they've they've got it. They've got to make plays for us this year, yeah. and uh, hopefully, like you said, we we get a bunch of uh, twenty twenty one offensive memories. You know, as a team, we want it to. We want the defense to do it sure. all over again as well. We want it on both sides, but we right. need the offense to. I want to see Coach Flores getting carried off the field. You know. Yep, we we're starved for it. We really yeah. are. I mean, you know, absolutely starved for it. So let's let's do it. Let's get it done, guys. All right, Lewis. With that, I think we're going to wrap this one up. I All mean, right. uh, you know, I've got other favorite memories, but yeah, I think we've uh, hit on most of them, and and uh, it's fun looking back. And I, I hope people appreciated listening to what some other people felt were their favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll be back next week, and until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.